Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Starting all over again. The reading is from Philippians 2 verse 4, which says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can I just have a one-to-one conversation with you today? I'm going to ask you to let this be private, and by that I mean, let us not allow any distraction to interfere or interrupt these few moments that we are sharing. I sense that you're busy, that you will just listen to this message, but you're not immersed in the conversation, and I don't want it to be another message. This one is important. So if you're busy, take a break, and if you cannot take a break, put it off until later. For many of us, we have come into the new year, and it is business as usual. It's as if you haven't skipped a beat. Well, if that is the case, we have to ask the question, was I my best self last year? I will admit that I fell short of what I could have become. And so this year, I want to be better. And this month is a good time to start all over again. It is not a New Year's exercise. You should not settle for being less than you can be because there is so much more that you can become. The text provides us with a simple model of life. Have the same mind that Christ had. The writer is making a strong request, appealing to our consciences to become like Christ. Well, where do I start? Listen to the build-up to the text. He says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Now, I'm not selfish. I care about others, at least others who care about me. I live in a real world where I see people who are close to me who love me superficially, but they don't go out of their way to be kind to me, and they do, and they do me favors when it is convenient to them. Bro, I have come to realize that each man is looking out for himself. So what do you want me today to do? I'm no Mother Teresa. Are you done? Can I speak now? If we agree that Christ came to make us better persons, then we have to model our lives off him. And he lived a most unselfish life. He did not allow the prevailing trends to determine who he would be. This is not the warm and fuzzy suggestion you're expecting, but the reality is that as a child of God, you have to be different from others. And the writer is saying, love people around you unselfishly. If we're going to be different from the folks who show negativity in the way they relate to us, then we have the opportunity to rewrite that dynamic. Start being like Christ. He was humble. And being humble means you look out for others. Start a new trend. We're accustomed to doing to others what they do to us. You gave me a gift for my birthday, so I will be sure to give you a gift for your birthday. When my car broke down one evening, you were too busy at home to come and give me a ride home. But you want me to stop at the fast food restaurant and pick up a meal for you? No, Buster. I'm no lackey. Why should I be a doormat? Always be the one to be kind and considerate. That's not fair. Jesus' brand of humility doesn't ask us to be the doormat. Rather, that version of humility asks us to be the door that leads to a better relationship and a better life. So Jesus had the mindset that led him to suspend his royal status in heaven and come to earth on a mission, and it was not a royal visit either. 
You know the Christmas story, how he was born in a stable, not in a palace or a fancy hospital. He lived his life doing good and not demanding good in return. He taught his friends to love in full. Don't love those who love you, but go even further and love those who do not show real love to you. He seemed to have gained some traction because he had 12 devoted guys who stayed with him for more than three years and learned a lot from him. Well, one of them totally messed up in the end, but the others, they did their best to learn Jesus. Well, you know the end of his story. The very people he was showing love to for all those years he was campaigning in their communities, they turned against him and had him crucified. Well, the truth is that that was his mission, a mission of love unto death. And death has brought me and you real life. But the story has a happy ending. Humility is not a plateau. It is not all giving. There is a huge, gigantic reward at the end. God, who sees humility in action, takes note of your actions of kindness, of your sacrificial love, of the times when you inconvenienced yourself to be true friend to someone else. All of those things that you do, God sees them, and he is a just God, and he honors you down the road. But before you get to the reward bit, there is a blessing in humility that is priceless. You get to feel good when you do good. You soon find yourself responding to the true version of love and you walk away from those acts of love and kindness with a great sense of worth that you were able to show love to someone today. Anyway, Jesus was honored in a supreme way by God. That is the reward for humility. When God honors you, that is the ultimate reward. Jesus was given a high, high reward that just sets him far above everyone else. So, my friend, between me and you, let us start the year right. Let us reset our relationships. Let us love people unselfishly, just like how Christ loves us. Start all over again, my friend. You won't Regret it.